psychology. It's more than a philosophy, more than a psychology, more than just an ecology, bigger than biology, larger than anthropology, brushes against astrology. That's prophecology. Bless you. Today we have Dr. Arthur Davidson, and he is a physician. Dr. Davis, tell us what kind of doctor you are. Uh, I'm an anesthesiologist, but I also do uh, some anti-aging medicine, and I treat um, mental uh, mental health issues, uh, uh, things like uh, medication-resistant depression, bipolar disease, PTSD. Um, uh, uh, let's see, alcohol, substance abuse, and chronic pain where no one else has, can help you. Uh, that's sort of a summary of my practice. All right, great, 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 great. Now, we've been coming to you for years, and I mean, you've um, helped us with the anti-aging. How important is anti-aging for today? We can remember it. Science can get you to 100 to 110 years in the next 20 to 30 years. However, you have to do your part now. Mm. And the cornerstone is diet and exercise and mental health. And those are all three things that can be attained today. Diet, exercise, exercise and, and mental, mental health. health. Wow. Uh, Prophet what do you think about that? Diet, exercise, and mental health, Dr. Davidson is saying. You know, I think that's um, very powerful because once we combine those um, ingredients, if I could say that, I mean, it brings about wholeness. Mm -hmm. Because what is a mind without having the body? You know, the body may be healthy, but the mind may, might not. And the mind might be healthy, but the body might not. So you need those um, things to bring about wholeness. Wow, mental health. Diet. Diet and, and exercise. exercise. Mental health, diet and exercise. So. Um, let's talk for a moment about the pandemic because that's on a lot of people's mind. Um, when this pandemic happened, COVID-19, I know I was in your office that morning when the news was just starting to come out and you told us about the ginger and we were doing the ginger and the yes. cinnamon. Mm -hmm. and, um, and thank you. We yeah, introduced it. it to the church and we introduced it to them and people was going out getting roots of ginger and, you know, boiling it in the pot. How did you come to discover that ginger was such a um, healing component? Well, you know, it's, it's really just by accident. I mean, there's no substitute for getting vaccinated. Let me say that right now. But ginger has so many healing properties, uh, especially in terms of cancer, the colon, skin, hormones. It does so many things. Um, uh, it's it's sort of something that's uh, foundational. I believe in patient and people doing uh, juicing, apple beets, carrots, uh, ABCs, apple beets, um, and and uh, apples beets carrots, and then ginger shots throughout the week. Wait a minute, well, let me get that. Apple, ABCs. honey, right? ABCs. Your ABCs. Your apple, apple 
beets, and carrots. carrots. Honey, you don't like beets, though. Yes, I do. You like beets now? Because mm, remember, I was always anemic. And yeah. one of the things with beets, I would drink that, um, just get um, fresh beets and juice it. And I did that for years in my 20s, late 20s and 30s. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got it mixed up with okra. Okra, no, that's yeah, a no-no. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> okra is good for you, Elder Valina. Oprah, sorry. Okra. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. My dad used to love it. Mm. Okay, well, the doctors are prescribing for you okra today. No, it's apple, beets, beets and, and carrots. ABCs. ABCs. So apple, beets, carrots, and ginger. Ginger. Did you want to do the little ginger in there, but you want to do the ginger shots. Uh, this combination, I'm not going to sit here as a physician and say that there's a cure for cancer. I'd never say that. <laughs> but, but you have it and take this with traditional, uh, the traditional um, standard, care of, standard care of medicine for these diseases, they appear to do better overall. I mean, there's lots of anecdotal cases I can talk about, but again, no cure, but it improves your chance to beat the disease. Mm, improve your chance. So if people took on ginger shots every day, took on putting apple, beets, and carrots along with going through this pandemic, this can help oh my probably God, yes. um, boost, the build yes. up the immune system. Absolutely. How important is our immune system in this kind of pandemic? Well, if you look at the colon, um, the Myers, Pyers patches, which are on the outside of the colon, these are, um, uh, uh, what am I thinking of, uh, collections of our immune system. Um, it, I'm going to guess, I don't remember the medical school number, but probably 60% of your immune system exists around your colon mm -hmm. um, in these lymph nodes. Um, and the diet, if you get the flu, if you get a cold, if you get an infection, having an immune system that's, um, that's working at its optimum rate can help you fight off uh, uh, this awful, awful virus. Wow. Now, talking about the immune system, let's talk for a moment about the importance of vitamin D. And I know you've gone through this yes. with me about vitamin D and yes. want those of you to listen out here very closely. And I ran across this information some years ago when I was reading a book because it's a course I was taking. And they had did some studies, I believe it was in Harvard, where they was wondering why um, cancers and certain diseases were running so rampant in African-Americans and come to find out when they tested, they found something common, is that African-Americans had had low vitamin D. Mm -hmm. And yeah. therefore, certain diseases was very aggressive in them. Mm -hmm. and, and, and then I was surprised when I spoke with another physician about what was happening in this pandemic, um, that it was shocking what they were saying, the data was saying about people that had high levels of vitamin D that seemingly fared out a little better than those that had low vitamin D that really felt the effects mm -hmm. of it. Tell us, number one, what is vitamin D? Vitamin D is more of a hormone than yes. a vitamin. Yes. Okay. And it's important in, in terms of cancer, preventing those hard cancers, the, the firm ones, which are the ones that are most aggressive. But it's also important in terms of mental health, um, it's important in terms of uh, colon health, 
Um, there's a shopping list of things that. Hold uh, on, you said you mean vitamin D supports mental oh, health? Oh, absolutely. If you have low vitamin D, you're more susceptible to depression. Um, okay. Let's let's talk about numbers. Okay. You go to your doctor, and uh, doctors are doing a wonderful job. I'm not critical mm -hmm. of anyone, but when they say your vitamin D is normal, and I think three is the is the minimum of three, that just means you're not symptomatic. Mm -hmm. But for optimum health, you have to have your vitamin D between 50 and 80. That's where you want for optimum health. Now, how do you calculate how much vitamin D you need on a daily basis? For every 10 units from like 30 to 40, 40 to 50, 50 to 60, 60 depending how low you are, you take 1,000 units for every 10 units a day to get where you want to be. So if you're 20 and you want to get to 50, you take a minimum of 33,000 a day. If you want to get to 80, which is for optimum health, you'll take 5,000 units a day. That's a rough way of determining how much vitamin D you Okay, so give that, give that calculation again. Okay. So if you, whatever, whatever the difference is, if your vitamin D is, if you need to get up 30, if you need to get it up 30 points or 30, mm -hmm. or get it up, you take how many units? Uh, multiply that times 100, and you're Multiplies there. Multiplies that yeah. by 100. Yeah. Wow, that's good. Let's give that a hand. Thank you. I mean, that's really good. Right here. I mean, that's really something. Yes. Oh, but Brad, what do you think about that? Have you, have you ever had your vitamin D checked out? Uh, recently, I had my vitamin D checked out, and it was in, I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I know it was in the normal range, but it wasn't high mm -hmm. like it should be. It wasn't on that upper end, mm -hmm. and so uh, that's why I'm grateful that we were able to get the shot today. Mm -hmm so that, you know, because I want my numbers to go up, especially in vitamin D. You know, with this next uh, wave of this pandemic, who knows what's coming? You really have to be prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then, and then y'all are school teachers, so y'all are working in the public. Working in the, in the schools. Yes. And, you know, it, at some point, there will be, they, they haven't mandated everybody to be vac vaccinated, but I think it's coming because there's yes. no other way to have any kind of consistent protection, and we are still one of the few countries that never shut down the whole country. That's why we're having the issues we're having. Mm -hmm. We didn't shut down. Like China, they shut down, and they were doing steam in your nose three times a day. Mm -hmm. And that's how they shut it down in their country, but the whole country shut down. We never did. Yeah, very interesting. So with the vi so vitamin D, Helps with mental health. Oh my gosh! Yes. Mental wow. health. Yep. It helps with bone density as yes. well. Yep. Um, and it helps with your immune system. Immune system and cancer. And mm -hmm. cancer. And cancer. Yeah, breast cancer, colon cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancers. All the solid cancers. Mm -hmm. The solid tumor cancers. Then, if then, I mean, especially those of us in the northern hemisphere, but we, population where a lot of African Americans live. How come this is not widely reported? Like, you know, like the knock is on the door. We need you to get your vitamin D levels. Never nobody, heard this. Nobody is, nobody is having this conversation Correct. with the community. Not in our community. Not in our community. Uh, the thing is, it's not in any communities. Yeah. If you don't go to a doctor who has been trained to do this, and I'm not knocking anybody, mm -hmm. but if you don't go to a doctor who's trained to do it, he'll say that, you know, you're within the normal range. Mm -hmm. 
but not normal for optimal health. And, and when, let me just say one more thing about this. The multivitamin, this is the same thing. The, no, the minimum amount is designed to prevent disease, but not optimal health. The same thing with the multivitamin. You get just enough vitamins to prevent scurvy, beriberi, but not optimum health. We're not That's talking, it's just prevention. Prevention and optimal health are two different things. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Okay, so we've gotten through this first wave of COVID. You know, the vaccine mm -hmm. has happened now, um, you know, 18, uh, about 13 months later. No, mm -hmm. more than through 13. We've been in a, a year and four months or so. Yeah. Because yeah. you were with us in March of 2020. Mm -hmm. And um, thank God the whole congregation made it over to the other side of this. But this don't seem to be going away. Well, the problem is that um, when we had the opportunity, viruses mutate. True. They're going to mutate, and that's what happened. When we had a large group of people who, as it's their right not to take the, the vaccine, it is their right, this is America, we can't force them to, they, they are now susceptible to this mutation. And the mutation is three times as virulent. And it, 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 um, it attacks you and the symptoms come on a lot faster. Mm -hmm. And as you were saying earlier, um, uh, Bishop, it's, it's affecting younger people now. Yes, it is. And now we're starting to get that rise again in this group of unvaccinated patients. And you know, it's not, you have a right not to take it, but when you don't take it and you get the disease, now the healthcare workers, they, 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 have, to, they have to take care of you. Now they're gonna take care of you, but you know better. Mm. And this is the first uh, disease where healthcare workers are dying. Wow. Doing their job. Now this also, um, even if you're vaccinated, you can get it, but you won't be hospitalized and you won't die from it. This is the beauty of wow. being vaccinated. Since you've been, and we're not going to ask you how old you are because you're not going to tell us anyway. Absolutely not. He's not going to tell us. But, but is it? <laughs> no. Uh, um, because your father was a doctor as well. Right. I, I, uh, I know your father Your father helped out with, with my brother's case, which we've gotten some good news about that oh, really? as well. Yes. Um, 20 after 20-something years, um, they got some good news, and they're talking about wanting to um, settle. Settle. Wow. Very good. Yes. So that's, that's good. And we had to go to your father's work. We had to, yes. get, we had to, get, we had to get your father's scribble. We had to get, right. We had to get the... <laughs> right. His father was. How many generations of doctors have there been? In well, um, my father and his brothers. Uh -huh. uh, one of his uh, one of his was a doctor. One is a dentist. No, two were dentists. One was a doctor. And in those days, um, my aunt says so she's the smartest of all of them. You, a woman couldn't go to medical school. Right. Okay. So she ended up uh, not ended up. She's a professor uh, at uh, Columbia, and they have a small medical clinic named after her. Before that, uh, we had uh, herbal, uh, the herbalist for North Carolina mm -hmm. was my aunt. Okay. So it goes back 
quite a long way. Oh, so you so 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 you're carrying a lot of secret yeah. knowledge here, Dr. Davidson. Oh, no. That ginger came, that ginger came down through that pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you're gonna keep us around for a long time. Is this the worst that you've seen in a pandemic here in America? You know, you know when you think let's about put it this yes. And as a doctor, I've never been exposed to it. The pandemics that struck this country happened before I was born. Yeah. Um, and those people aren't around anymore. To And this is new for everyone. Yeah. This was new. Uh, if you live in Europe or Africa or one of the, not Europe, but one of the underserved countries, you're used to pandemics. Yeah. But here, it, I, don't, I don't think that we actually thought it could happen to us. And I think that's what's happened with us as Americans is that, you know, we're Americans, you know, like, mm -hmm. this... This can't happen to us. That you know, that happens to people like over there that don't have, you know, that's not civilized, or people that don't have clean drinking water. You know, and I think that this is like a real wake-up call oh, to yes. us as in Americans. It's like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was looking at someone sent me something this morning, of, um, and this is coming out of the faith-based community where people are pretty much, you know, mocking the virus and calling it a lack of faith to get vaccinated and all that kind of stuff. And then they, uh, unfortunately, they had a death in the community. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, you know, it's like a real wake-up call. Like, you know, we, we, we have not brushed against death like other nations have. No. And, you know, think about it, there has not been a war on the shore since the Civil War. There hasn't been, you know, rampant d diseases, starvation here. I mean, we have not seen that here. And I think with this here, I think we are slowly getting the message that there might be something seriously going on here. But um, when I talked to one funeral director, he said they had the bodies in the funeral home stacked right next to each other. Oh, my God, they yes. They had no room yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The morgues. There was no room in the morgues. They were keeping them in refrigerated trucks outside. Mm -hmm. And... and um, we never heard those kind of stories before until never. now. And then the media kind of shield us from actually seeing those type of things. But here in New York, it was there. We could walk by Mount Sinai. We could walk by the hospitals. We could go to the hospitals in Queens and see the refrigerator trucks, mm -hmm. see the people uh, piled up in there. You go to the hospital, all the cases were con canceled. Routine surgery was canceled. 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 It was... Uh, it. Never has this happened before in this country. It was the first. And there is, people are being, are polarized. They're making medicine and science uh, a, 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 a something other than science. It could be a, a political issue. You're right, I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. And it's not about this. This is, this is things that are based on science, both white, black, Asian, uh, Jewish, uh, Republicans, uh, Democrats recognize this is a disease. It's, it, it has no, no. It, it it affects the rich, the poor equally. Yes. You know uh, the the uh, black, white. Everybody gets it equally, and but someone didn't get the message. Uh, it's a it's some plot. It's not a plot. It's real. Oh, it's from China. Who cares where it started? It's right. here now. It's here, it's right. Now. It's right. affecting... Let's not get involved with uh, pointing fingers. Right. Are you hearing from patients about different new strands that are coming up now or people that are getting 
Well, I don't see it, but healthcare workers in the hospitals are seeing it now. Mm -hmm. And in those unvaccinated areas of the country, the doctors are getting upset now. They're saying, look, we've got to do something because we're out of beds. Everywhere else it's going away and it's coming out. It's, they're, they're not equipped to handle this these type of diseases. Uh, if someone really sick comes, they, they have an ICU, but they, they transfer you to a, medic, a central medical center. True. Well, those centers are fill, being filled up now. And now we have doctors and nurses or, or caregivers, people who work who aren't vaccinated and are being exposed to this. Um, this secondary wave, is a, it's very serious. Yes. All right. Well, listen, we're talking to Dr. Davison. Now, um, and today you have treated us here with, um, tell us a little bit about what is the Myers cocktail? Myers cocktail was, uh, uh, Dr. Myers was in the, the early 20s and 30s, came up with a combination of vitamins and minerals that could treat a host of medical issues at one time. It's a wonderful platform for adding other things uh, where you can get your vitamin B, C, magnesium, um, uh, high doses of vitamin C, um, um, uh, dexpanthenol, which is good for the hair and the skin. Oh, but, wow, is it hope? <laughs> 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 but by taking it in, it, it gives the, by giving it intravenously, it goes right to the target organs. When you take something orally, it, you get the second pass effect. It first is metabolized to the liver and then goes out to the bloodstream. That's mm -hmm. the beauty of it. Um, we can add alpha-lipoic acid, which is amazing. Yes. We're regrowing uh, liver, liver tissue, a lot of documentation, fighting cancer, building, causing tissue to grow. Uh, I can't say enough, enough about alpha-lipoic acid. No, is that and you can take that also intravenously. Exactly. Now, um, you—that was—that is what you were talking to me about. Yes, Alfred. yes. I mentioned to you that you may want to consider um, incorporating that as well as taking the Myers cocktail because of all the benefits mm -hmm. that it yes. has, Absolutely. and it's and it works inter intercellular. It goes directly to the cells, to the organs that need. Yeah. And it's also considered anti-aging. Oh my God, yes. Wow. Is she one of your students? No, <laughs> her students. <laughs> no, way, way back. So, so is this something that should be, that we should incorporate as part of our... Oh yes. Vitamin drips are essential because because of the American diet, our colons, we really don't know what's being absorbed and not absorbed. Wow. And by getting it intravenously, um, you know it's going to go to the target, to the target organs, to the cells themselves. Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I am, you know, I get my Myers cocktail once a month. So people, if they want to get a Myers cocktail from you that are local here, you're in New, you're in New, New York, York City. You're in New York City. Um, how can they make contact with just, you? Please just call me. Call uh, you. I'm old-fashioned doctor. I answer my own phone. And you still make house calls? <laughs> yeah. I know. You made, a, you made wow. even a house call today. Yes. Let's give that a hand. A doctor that still makes house calls. Uh, I love that. I'll, I'll tell you a story. Um, my dad... I made house calls until I was 13. And um, to show you how things have changed, a house call then, including 
the, the house call, an antibiotic, or, you know, there are only 20 medicines then, was $5. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and wow. uh, things have changed a lot. Yeah, but, they sure have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're not $5 now. <laughs> no. But, but when you look at it, um, Dr. Davidson, I mean, you've been a real great asset to oh, the community you. here. Yes. And it's helping people, too. Um, what would you say about people, because I said, like, di um, diabetes, it, when this first came out, they told those of you that's on HIV medication, make sure you stay on your medication. Um, then they told us that if you had uh, diabetes, um, this could be areas of risk. What would you say to people that may be listening to us right now that may be having some of these type of um, compromised type of systems? The, the issue is that the medication you're taking, let's take type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, they are only symptomatic relief. You don't, have, you don't urinate at night all the time. You don't have headaches. You don't have blurred visions. Um, you can go to work. But the damage continues. The damage continues. If you go to your doctor and you said you have high blood pressure, he takes it, it's okay. He says, oh, you're doing fine. No, you're not. You're following the regime, right. but the damage is going on. Mm -hmm. If you have diabetes, the doctor will come in and say, you need to be on a diet, you need to do this, you need to do exercise, and it's always manana. We'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. Mm. But these things are lessening your life. When you have these diseases and you get into your 60s, you've retired, you've got a beautiful home and you have a good pension or a savings, that's when it really hits you. That's when it hits you because the damage goes on. Your arteries are being clogged, your nerves are being affected, your mental health is being affected, the damage goes on. Um, people ask about their old type of diets out now, but the, I'll never forget, I, I wanted a, I applied for a license I got in North Carolina, and they had a, uh, they want to ask, they asked the doctors a question, they wanted to meet you, and the board asked me, well, what's the treatment for type 2 diabetes? And I said, diet and exercise. They all were like, whoa. They were blown away, because that is the answer, <laughs> diet and exercise. Diet and exercise. Diet and exercise are fundamental to being a healthy, productive human being. Mm. When you have a great diet and exercise, you're able to work at a higher level of efficiency, efficiency for a longer period of time. That's where it comes in. Well, the first time I've heard, when, we, when I was coming to you, I was getting blood work done. I was 248 pounds when I came to Dr. Davison, and I got off the scale. I said, there's got to be a mistake. So I took my ring and watch off and got back on it. You remember that? I'll never later why you don't be laughing. I, said, I, took my, I said, there's something wrong with the scale. It's I said, the it's in the watch. I took my the watch. The belt. I, right. I was, and then I said, this can't be. I took the belt off. And I think at one point I said, let me take my pants off too. Oh, God. You know, and, and, and the scale moved maybe about two ounces. But, it, but the <laughs> thing about it is that I looked at that, and that's when I said, okay, I'm going to have to get this weight off. And, and you know, Dr. Davidson says some real harsh things to me. He says, listen, <laughs> he says, if you do not get this under control, and I was 50 years old, and this is like 12 years ago. Mm -hmm. 
He said, if you don't get this un under control, you're not going to be around here long. He said, you're going to have a stroke, you're going to have heart disease, you're going to have diabetes. And then I think at that time, my numbers was coming in as pre-diabetic. I'd never forget, I was seeing numbers like um, um, 100, 100, um, 110. And, and my medical doctor would say, oh, you're okay. Wow. And Dr. Davis said, said no. no, this is not good. You're on your way. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, we, and we worked on it. And I'm going to tell you, it was work. It was work getting those numbers down. It was work getting the weight, the weight down. But it was also work in getting that blood. That a, I never forget, that's how I learned about the A1C. Well, the A1C, right. Yeah, I mean, that number really tells all. And that number was always like, it was over like, it was, it was hit at one point like 6.1. You know, those type mm -hmm. of numbers that you don't want your A1C at. And I didn't, I didn't, but going to a regular doctor that says, oh, you're okay. You, you're doing good for your age. Right. But this is what to be expected. The anti-aging um, work that Dr. Davidson was doing, he was saying, this is not good, not for where you're headed. And so I had to work on getting the A1C down and so that I get all of those out of those um, zones. What would you say to people about the importance of looking at your numbers? Well, let's take your hemoglobin AC1C and what does that mean? The hemoglobin A1C is, if you get your blood sugar today, it might be normal or it might be high. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's, it's normal today or it's a little high today. A1C looks at your blood sugar over three months. This is what's been happening on the average every three months. That's why it's such value. Mm. The number is an indication of the percentage of red blood cells Red blood cells carry oxygen to the organs. The percentage of red blood cells that no longer are carrying oxygen but have a sugar molecule attached to them. That's mm. hemoglobin. It made simply, that's what hemoglobin A1C is. Mm. Wow. So sugar could really be a real killer in our diet. Yes. Today. Yeah. Uh, Elder Valina, what you say about, what think about that? Sugar's the devil. <laughs> Sugar's the devil. It's got to stay Very away good. from it at all costs. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, every time you take that little packet and you start or putting it into your drink, you have to think about what does it look like down the road when you're in the, when, when, when a person's in mm -hmm. that bed and they have all those tubes and needles and doctors and the machines beeping, you're going to be thinking about that. Yeah. It's not worth well put. it. But, but but sugars is so much of so many of our foods. I was surprised when I was listening to I was listening to an audio about um, they were dealing with food, but they were talking about how all of a sudden because you know Americans used to be skinny. Yes. They used to be the skinny. You know, it's like in school when we went to school, it was always the um, there was always you. You, you picked on the, there was one fat kid in the class mm -hmm. and you went to school, right? Now, today, it's one skinny person in the class. Mm -hmm. It's like it reversed. Kids are huge. The, yeah, but when we all went to school, Diet. we were all thin. I mean, everybody in my class, I mean, I'm 62. Everyone was thin in the school. Mm -hmm. It was the bony girl, the bony boy, you, you, you know, right. the long link, right? Now today you go to the same classroom and right. said, what has happened? 
Did, where is it? You can't even find it. My, my grandson over there laughing. You can't even find the skinny kid no more mm. in the, in the mm -hmm. classroom. You have a kindergartner that weighs more than me. Wow. Okay, you. Am I lying? Oh, no. That little kid, every time I see him. It's like. And they say, they say you can't say nothing. I was like. Every time I say, I was like, you need to get yourself together. You can't say that. But I'm you not. You can't <laughs> say that. This is terrible. You can't say that. But well, it's, <laughs> he's, it's hard to watch because he can, bear, he, his breathing is, and I have to walk him to class, and wow. he's like, to get up the steps, he has to hold on to the rail, and it's. And like almost pull himself up. Yes. Wow. And he's a, he's a jovial little kid. He's a nice no, little boy. No, he's, he's not. He's bad. No. He's spoiled. He's spoiled. He's well loved. He's spoiled. He's spoiled. Every day. No, he's well loved. He's every day his mother and father walk him in and they shower and kisses at the door and oh, they tell him how amazing he is and you're gonna be great. And it's like and he's just like, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> well loved. But it's nice to see. You know it's nice to see. So but the American diet, they started putting sugar in everything, mm -hmm. fructose, mm -hmm. corn syrup, corn syrup. all of this syrup. stuff. Yes. And, you, and this has definitely affected the whole health of it in our American diet. You know, let's take, take a look. The love of sweets really is a protective mechanism that the body has. Three, four hundred years ago, a thousand, two thousand, there wasn't a frigid air. We didn't know how to yeah. store food. Mm -hmm. So when, uh, for example, a bear came to a honey, a, a hive, he would get in there and eat all the honey mm -hmm. for the famine that's going to come. Mm. Well, the body has not realized that the, there are no more famines. And when we eat something sweet, we want to eat <laughs> more of it to protect us. The problem is that we. The, the, there's so much sugar in it in the form of high fructose sugar, fructose, corn syrup. Um, salt, fat, sugar, if you can get those three things in, a pro, in any product, you're going to make a fortune. Um, <laughs> wow. That's true. Okay, say it again. We have some bacon salt, out there. Salt, salt fat, fat, and, and sugar. sugar. Wow. You got a, you, you've got a home run there. It's ice cream. And not the, not the real salt, but chemical salt, mm. the, um, White salt. Uh, the chemicals such as um, um, uh, salts like um, uh, lemon salts, mm. where you see um, garlic salt. These are chemicals. These aren't wow. real, right. real, these aren't real uh, herbs. They're chemical herbs. And they retain uh, 125 molecules of water. Uh, so when you take it, you're going to fill up with water. Um, we're on this low salt kick. Oh, if we don't get salt, we're going to be, no, it's not the salt. The salt's not doing it. The body will get rid of it. It's these chemical salts. The chemical chemical salts. salts. Regular wow. salts aren't going to hurt you. I see so many people, we need salt in order for uh, electrical activity in our body. If you run, if you get too much of the real salt, the kidneys will take care of it. If you're exercising the way you should be, you're going to need the salt. Yeah. And you just, you don't need a lot of it, but you need it for taste. But low salt just doesn't work because you feel that you're going to have good cardiovascular disease if you don't just take it. No, you're not going to have it. It doesn't work. It doesn't mm -hmm. work like that. It wow. does not work that way. So a person that's in their 50s, I think the average age of people that may be watching us today may be 50. Mm -hmm. What would you tell them that they should start doing now at 50 years of age? First, 
walk. Start by walking. 15, first let's go over how to develop a fitness program. Okay. How do we start with that? And that's so important. You start teeny tiny. The turtle always beats the rabbit in the race. Mm, go true. slow and steady. Start with walking. A 15 to 20 minute walk for someone who doesn't exercise is a big deal, trust me. And you do that every day for five days. On the fifth day, it becomes a habit. And if you stop it, you'll feel, you'll feel it. Just start walking. And you'll start walking longer and longer and longer. People who exercise always change their diet. Always. Uh, I used to be really avid walking. And uh, whenever I'd go somewhere, there were walking parks. Europe has these everywhere. And I'd ask someone, well, how did you become a... Why'd you walk? Because I had high blood pressure. I was a couch potato. I had high blood pressure. I had diabetes. And I started walking. And then I changed my diet. I hear that all the time. And then I changed my diet. Um, when I, and I, and this is more true, for, more true for women than men, I'll see someone in their 90s, spry, exercise, uh, in great shape, maybe using an, a complicated Leica camera or something. And I'll say, you know, how is it that you're in such good shape? Mm -hmm. Over and over and over I hear, walking has kept me alive. Walking has kept me alive. Over and over and over again. Um, the one thing I recommend, get a good pair of walking shoes, uh, and you will, you, it, it, it will bring so many rewards. First of all, when you're out there walking, your mind is clear. It fights depression. It fights a, men a mental health disease. Um, your heart works, your lungs work, your arteries open and close, and it fights arteriosclerosis. I'll never forget this story. Um, it happened decades ago. Um, one of my, there was a, a shop where my dad would take his uh, car to be fixed. And I hadn't seen the owner, and I said, hey, what happened to you? He said, I had a heart attack. Mm. They wanted to do open heart surgery, and I don't recommend this. And there was some, there was a low-fat diet in the Pritkin diet. He said, I did the Pritkin diet. Every day I get up and I walk as far as I could. The first day I could walk 12 inches. The next day a foot and a half, then two feet. And slowly it built. And now I'm fine because the heart has a collateral circulation. Mm. There's a secondary circulation that'll open up if you start working and you change your diet. Um, People who have cancer, uh, people who walk have less cancer uh, mm. because your, your immune system is working better. Everyone here is developing cancer cells all the time, all the time, but our immune system is killing the cancer. Mm. Diet and exercise are foundational and they're non-negotiable. You know, you, have a, you go in and mm -hmm. you want a business deal and the other person says it's non-negotiable. Right. Exercise is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. When I'm sorry, you're going to talk. No, that's non-negotiable. So what you want to say? How when? many on? And I know it varies for different people, but on average, how many steps should we be having? Should we take well, it? Ten thousand. If we're going to start with steps, which is an excellent idea, you want to get up to ten thousand steps. That's the beginning. That will get. But the real value is when you go outside and start walking. Walking is addicting. Once you start walking and you have a good pair of shoes, 
you will walk in the cold, in the sun. You'll go inside to walk in malls. It's true. Aim for seven days and you'll do five. But you make it up in, in the way you feel, the way you look, what you can get done. Uh, it, you know, people who are at their ideal weight are seen as affluent, intelligent, and in control. That may or may not be true, but, you know, it's... <laughs> That's how it's viewed. Yeah, but people who exercise are a lot calmer, and especially when you get into your 80s and your 90s. It's crucial. You have a problem that's bothering you, you go out and walk, when you come back, you found the solution. Wow. wow. Well, listen, you've heard today from Dr. Davison, you can get in touch with Dr. Arthur Davison, and um, he's a doctor that still makes house calls, right? <laughs> and um, for people that are out of the country or out of um, beyond New York, the tri-state area, um, what would you tell them to do to look up for doctors today? Well, you can call me. I deal, take, take, I have people who are all over the country, patients all over the country. Call me directly. If it's something that I can't handle or there are state regulations that prevent me from doing it, and we always follow the regulations of your particular state, then we can find somebody local for you. Okay. But I do Zoom uh, interviews, and I treat many people who are outside the country. Some people come in for an initial uh, consultation so that I can do a proper history, physical, blood work, and then we can work from there. All right. So you can call Dr. Arthur Davison. Give me your phone number. 917-647-9400. Uh, May I repeat that one time? Sure. Please, hold on. 917. Do you have it, Elder Valina? Not yet. I was looking at the 212-501-9064 number. That number I don't use anymore. Okay. That's okay. Okay. 917-917-647-647-9351. 9351. And um, I even like the fact that you even help people with pain management. Oh, my God. We That's use, one of your specialties. Oh, yes. Um, chronic pain, there, are, there is chronic pain that you've done everything you should. You've seen your doctor. You've gone to rehab. You've had surgery. You've had medication. Maybe you're on narcotics. And now you're at a number where the doctor, because of rules and regulations, which I believe in, they don't feel giving you any more. So you're discharged. These are the people that I want to see. Mm. Uh, we use uh, as a drug called ketamine. Uh, it is, uh, do I have a few minutes to talk sure, about it? Sure, talk about it. Ketamine has been with us since 1970. Uh, the, uh, uh, the FDA approved it for use in hospitals as a general anesthetic. It first saw its big application during the uh, Vietnam War where it was called the buddy drug. Your buddy in battle had a vial of ketamine with a needle. Mm -hmm. If you were injured um, and you were in pain, you were bleeding, you were uh, extremely anxious, he just took it and gave you the shot. Okay. Sorry to hit you there. No, 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 it's fine. And uh, um, it allowed the pain to be taken care of. It supported your, uh, your, your blood pressure. And also, you weren't anxious anymore. So you could help in your evacuation from the battlefield. As a result of this, 50% more, more 
soldiers survived the trip from the battlefield to the field hospital because of ketamine. Okay. Uh, I was trained to use it in my residency. I was fortunate that uh, there was a nurse anesthetist who had been a, a, uh, a medic in the Vietnam War who really taught me a lot about ketamine. Ketamine, uh, so people with chronic pain, ketamine is a godsend. It is a godsend. A lot of chronic pain is what we call hyperanesthesia. The pain is out of proportion to the injury. Ketamine works beautifully for this, beautifully for this. Mm. Um, what it does is we either use it intravenously or, uh, or orally or nasally. Um, I can talk about a patient I had. A patient came to me who had rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune disease. And um, he'd done everything he could. He was in so much pain, he just was at home in his, in his chair. He slept in his chair, he didn't do anything else. Yeah. Uh, he came to me and we tried some standards of care, which were, were, were incomplete. They'd work for a while, tolerance would develop. So I said, why don't we switch to ketamine? And that's when we hit home runs. Wow. Within two days to a week, his pain was in control, but it did more than that. When you are in pain, you have severe depression, anxiety, and some PTSD. I didn't know he also had severe OCD. So one day we were talking, he said, Dr. Davidson, my OCD, my obsessive compulsive disorder, is under control as well. And that's the beauty of ketamine. It just doesn't take care of the pain, but the associated mental health conditions that come with it. Not one, but it can handle a multiple of them at mm -hmm. one time. Um, I have patients today who come to me. They've done everything they should. These are reasonable, respected patients. And within a very short period of time, the ketamine has helped them. You know, there's also two other sides to this. It is a party drug. But those, the doses they're taking. No, no, no. what is a party drug? You well, know, you'd I, I, go to a club and you'd use a drug to get a psychedelic experience. This is not healthy. Okay. Medical, the medical protocols, the psychedelic experience is not part of it. Um, when you are taking ketamine pres prescribed as it should be, you're not looking for that. You're looking for pain relief. And this is where it works, at, at medical protocols. Medical protocols. Okay, so this is, I don't know. I, I've never, we didn't party. That's, we skipped that part of our life. <laughs> but, but Legs over here is smiling. That, uh, I've never taken But you're going to go see the doctor this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dr. Davis, before you leave, tell them also about ketamine, how it has helped people that have had addictions. Oh, my God. Yes. This, oh, really? Yes. Yeah, it's doing... very good for alcohol and substance abuse. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I have a small practice where I treat patients with addiction who are tired of being addicts, either alcohol or drugs, and they want a path out. Uh, this group, I can either take them off the drugs, but what I do is I use IV ketamine infusions and then oral ketamine 
between sessions to maintain the effect, and I'm having tremendous, tremendous results with that. Really? Yeah. So yep. this could be another pathway for people oh to get off of it drugs. Oh, my God. It definitely is. It definitely is. And this type of work, I'm, I'm not in my office doing something. This is, there's a medical society. Um, it is what we call an off-label use of the drug. Um, there are pharmacies that are making it. There is ketamine. S-ketamine, which is a prescription medication, very nasal medication, very expensive. Uh, Harvard, Yale, Columbia, they're using it. Um, it's now accepted as an off-label use, but it does amazing work. Let me just mention also for uh, depression, bipolar, PTSD, anxiety, the beauty of this drug is it works right away by healing your brain. It works immediately. If you're someone who is suicidal, it stops these suicidal feelings and ideations. It is a, we cannot use the word cure or a miracle, but I tell you, my patients are very happy with their results. All right. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Davidson, let's give him another hand and thank you so much for tuning in and stay tuned as we go out and then we're going to come right back to you after these announcements to keep in touch with master prophet e bernard jordan go to www.bishopjordan.com and follow him on all social media platforms to get more information about the prophetology conference and or more special events go to www.zoeministries.com or call 888-831-0434 Thank you and stay blessed.